Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Seats. Coming at you. Oh, it's not Memorial Day anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have no idea what day it is. It's it's May 29th because it said so on the computer screen right there. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're coming off of a hot, I mean a hot. <laughs> a hot, coming in hot of a hot weekend, hot holiday weekend. Our holiday weekend, and then I had jury duty today. Yeah, so we had an extra, so extra Daniel, long. So Daniel yeah. took the day off work. Right. I um, worked from home today very oh, hard. Sorry. Very diligently. <laughs> he did. He did. And I got excused at noon. I know. Which was awesome. Yeah, so um, Holly. my case got dismissed. Benched. <laughs> what does benched mean? I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to. They said the case has been benched? Yeah. Like they did a bench trial instead of a jury trial maybe? I don't even know. <laughs> but you are a legal expert, aren't you? <laughs> but um, I don't care because they let me go. <laughs> uh, but we had so we had kind of an extended long weekend because I also um, didn't work Friday. So yeah. was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday was Memorial Day, and then I worked from home today. So that was pretty nice uh pretty sweet deal and then it's jack's last day of school on thursday so i'm taking the day off for that to watch his show yeah he has a show he's very excited about that we are not allowed to hear any of the songs from until the show they're just school songs daddy that's what he says yeah (laughs) (laughs) just it's just a school song that's what he says and he holds his hand out like kind of like a shrug shrug. yeah (laughs) yeah Um, so we had a lots lot of, of time. Days. It was nice out. We had lots of days. The days were numerous. <laughs> we had a lot of uh, family time. And um, the boys are like they being were like, so good. Yeah. They're being they're, so good. They're getting along really well, like asking each other before taking things, uh-huh. like um, playing with one another really well, playing games together. Like Jack is really excited to like play a game with Blaze, and it's really, really sweet. And even Blaze will go... Uh, so, in case you're new, uh, Jack is almost four, and Blaze turned two in, like, February. Real quick. So, um, we did notice last week that we have a lot more listeners, or at least a lot more subscribers, than we usually do. So, if anybody is new, hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, if you are, and this is your first or second time listening, um, go back and listen to some of the earlier ones, so you can find out more about us, hear our introductions, and our stories, that kind of thing. Yeah, anyway. but we're also really happy that you're here. We're also and... really happy that you're here. <laughs> is, is there an echo? <laughs> I was reiterating it for you. Um, but keep sharing. Keep okay. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> we're very thankful that it seems that people have shared us with mm-hmm. their friends. So continue to do that, um, so that more people can. Hear us. Hear us. <laughs> that we can just grow this network of um, friends because I, yeah. that's what we really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was I saying? Anywho, you were saying Jack and Blaze. Jack's almost yeah, four and yeah. Blaze is turned two in February. So Blaze will like, he understands the point of hide and seek, but mm-hmm. he like doesn't totally know how to count really well <laughs> or how to hide. But he does the things. He like goes through the motions, just doesn't do them quite right, which is really adorable. Which is kind of his... His mo most yeah. of the time, like not sure what's going on, but he's gonna try his best to but do he's it. He's here and he's, <laughs> he's gonna have fun. It. Yeah. But um, um, no, they they've both been great, and it's definitely because Daniel's been home 
I mean, because we've been like a full right. family so they, for right. like so four days of, straight. Yeah, they haven't had to split Holly's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been wonderful. Yeah. And nice for me to get a break. And yeah, yeah. I'm feeling really great. The pregnancy is going very well. Mm-hmm. Like 22 weeks. Yeah, the baby keeps getting bigger every time they they measure it. I wonder how that happens. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it seems like you had, like, between the first ultrasound and the second one, the baby was measuring bigger than it should be, yeah. given the date, the age of the first one. And the next time, they're like, oh, it's measuring... Almost a week. Right. Mm-hmm. That's... A... <sighs> you said the baby's getting I know bigger. what I said. I know what I said. All right. Uh, I knew what you meant. Thanks. But, um... Yeah, everything's going really well. I'm about to be in the, I could feel myself getting into the more uncomfortable part yeah. of pregnancy right when summer's coming. Mm-hmm. So this is right going to be. Right when all our vacations are coming up, that's going to be prime, <laughs> prime pregnancy time. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's great. And I'm really happy and, you know. Yeah. And the, the boys are getting really excited. Yeah. Cause now they can see the baby kicking oh, from the outside. Yeah, also, yeah. You can see the baby kicking like through Holly's clothes. It's crazy. I'm 22 weeks along. This did not happen until like 30 something mm. weeks with both of Jack and Blaze. Yeah. But um, yeah. So it's yeah. you know. It, yeah, but the boys are really excited. We were at the we were going through the drive-through line at the bank the other day, and the boys, of course, wanted stickers because that's that's what they get when they go to the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it once, and now they're stuck giving us <laughs> stickers every time we go through the bank. Um. And so the woman, like, through the intercom was like, just two boys, right? And Holly said, like, yeah, just two boys. And Jack was like, no, no, and the new baby, and the new baby. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, it was the sweetest thing. But we said the baby doesn't need doesn't stickers, need stickers yet. yet. Yeah. Not quite, not quite. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, but summer's coming up. Jack's done with school on Thursday. after this week. Mm-hmm. And we have, yeah, then it's summer. Then we're like, oh, school. Yeah, oh, boy, what are we going to do? Gonna do? No, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, well, we're gonna be. Yeah, we have a couple of vacations and different things going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's gonna be great. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's us. <laughs> well, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, which is the Linky Guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't listened to them, you definitely should. They've completely changed the way that I read the Bible because they've brought to light, like, just the Catholic understanding of the Bible, um, bringing the Old Testament and how it fulfills, you know, the new. Um, <laughs> as, as you might call it, the New Testament. <laughs> no, I was just like, man, I'm talking too long about the link, you guys. But um, Dr. Scott Powell is one of the guys, he's one of the linky guys, and he mentioned, like, in passing, what? No, it's just, it's accurate, but it's weird to say he's one of the lanky guys. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. But um, he mentioned, like, kind of in passing, like, I think it was actually, it wasn't a couple weeks ago. It was, like, six months ago. You've been telling me about this a while. For a, for a while, time. so. Um, but he just quickly was like, yeah, in the catechism, or my wife and I always thought that our marriage was, like, to get each other to heaven. But in the catechism, it was, like, no, your job, your marriage is actually to get everyone to heaven. It's not just for you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. It's for everyone. And I had to, like, pause it because I was like, what? what? <laughs> what? <laughs> With a big cartoon face and everything. 
Because, I mean, one of the biggest, like, lines for me in getting married, like, you said it to me when we were engaged. And you said, like, our purpose in our marriage is to get each other to heaven. That's what Blessed Carl of Austria said his wife after they were married. Oh, nice. Yeah. He said, now, like, now my, now our, now my job is to get you to heaven or now our job is to get each other to heaven or something like that. Did you know that back then? Yeah. Man. You're so smart. um, (laughs) I don't know if that's smart or you just forget things. I don't think you've ever told me that before. I thought that just came straight out of you. No. I mean, I thought it was like from your, I don't know. But that's cool. It came from a saint. um, Blessed. Sorry. Blessed person. A beatified. A beatified one. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that was like a big part of my understanding of marriage to you mm-hmm. and going into marriage with that um, goal and then living our marriage like that, like getting each other to heaven. So when he said that it was for everyone, I was like, like, have we been doing it wrong? I don't know. Like, um, just what does that look like? And so. Well, first of it, all, it's not, I don't think the other part of it is wrong. I think that's no. part of it. And then sort of the next level of that is to. Because saints make saints, you know. Yes. So if you're, if our goal is to make one another saints, if we're successful in that, then that's gonna be evident to people around us. Mm-hmm. Well, I always love like looking at just the family, um, the essence of a family as like discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the ultimate discipleship. Because when I was in college, before I was Catholic, I was so into like the discipleship model like following acts and, you know, just making disciples who make disciples. And it's just this exponential growth. But the family is like where you get to ultimately pursue people. Right. You get to literally make people and make them (laughs) disciples. You do. But you do. Yeah. Um, You know, God willing and working Mm -hmm. with his his work there. But like um, you can pursue another person in no other way than in marriage. Right. um, In this discipleship thing so i can't i think that furthers what you were saying what that's i was just done how do i do that so often i don't know you just run out of steam <laughs> shut her down said what i wanted no time <laughs> but um yeah it's just, i just think that like the full the family is the ultimate discipleship model right so for like evangelism. So how does how does hearing that uh, thing from the lanky guys change your thoughts? So like when I heard that, that, what's so big about it? Oh, that I just didn't think about our marriage having a purpose in the grand scheme of things like that. Yeah. Like I thought it was just for each other, and it was kind of like contained within our house. Right. But when we make when we make each other disciples, what you were saying, like when right. we make each other disciples, we make other disciples, we, and they make other disciples, and it mm-hmm. becomes this, you know, big thing. <laughs> big. A lot of arm movements, <laughs> movements are going on. But um, just because we're able to go out right, and make disciples. but yeah. And we're also, you know, unless we live on like a farm in the middle of nowhere, families aren't isolated units. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of larger unit is like a community or a parish where all these families live together and and kind of help one another and um, you know your peer group becomes other families mm-hmm. you know you kind of have those the like clusters get bigger mm-hmm. so it's 
it does make sense that as a family and as a married couple, we're called to sort of evangelize and um, foster discipleship amongst other families mm-hmm. who we interact with. Yeah, and like, families meaning uh, couples with kids or without kids. And not just families either. Yeah. You know, it's not only family to family. It's right. Just single people too. Yeah. But yeah. So I, right. Mm-hmm. Outside. But the family isn't its own like self-contained unit. Like right. it does interact with other people. Yeah. I think we we very easily fall into the trap like with the within our marriage of this, the same one that we fall into as like soul people where we could just go. Single people. Yes. But I didn't want to say single because I don't, I just mean like as a self. Individuals. Individuals. <laughs> <laughs> Soul people. Like, you mean a lot of different things. Um, that like we just, uh, our relationship with with God is just for us. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we don't really go out. We have to right. like, I feel like uh, parent or so many homilies are just reminding people like you're supposed to go out. You're supposed yeah. to go out. You're supposed to go out. Um. And so I think we we fall into that trap as also in our marriages right. because we think it's just for each other when it's mm-hmm. really for the entire community. Yeah. And it's also very easily very easy to kind of get wrapped up in your own business as a family. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just a lot going on, especially if you have children, like there's a lot to do and like children take up a lot of your time and there's just sometimes you feel like there's no extra time or energy or anything after you're done taking care of your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but keeping in mind that we are called to evangelize through our family, I think that helps to, um, to remind you that, you know, your first priority is your family, but you also ought to be thinking of the good you can do with your family. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool too. Like, um, I remember reading in the Pop Jack's book about parenting with grace um, but they were saying that, like, they would go out to, like, Cracker Barrel or, like, you know, to restaurants. Pretty much just Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Wait, is that Most what they said? Most Jacks that... love, <laughs> love Cracker Barrel. Is that what they said, or is that the only restaurant you could think of? <laughs> That's the only one I could think of. You're like, all right, envisioning a family dinner, there's old toys on the wall, <laughs> maybe a wooden bicycle. <laughs> there's Licensed old-timey place. board games on the table. That's... <laughs> If people go to other restaurants, I've never met them. <laughs> they go out to restaurants. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even go to Cracker Barrel that often. We've been like twice. I think we've been twice since we've been married. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Cra- Cracker Barrel just came to mind. Red Lobster, Cracker Barrel, any of the restaurants. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but when they got to a restaurant, so many times waiters and waitresses will say like, what welcome to cracker barrel is that what they said no No, i just said waiters and waitresses and thought about that nurses thing that oh (laughs) this silly joke we have but um that they'll say like it's what's they'll ask a question i forget but it's just they're so drawn to the fact that's actually a family who enjoys being around each other Mm -hmm. that they actually like like each other um and that alone is like planting seeds. Right. Just like seeing families enjoy each other mm-hmm. or see their fam- see people, um, see parents loving each other really well and mm-hmm. loving um, their kids really well. Yeah. Is in itself a testament to the Lord. Yeah. The um, 
the other day I walked the boys in the stroller to <laughs> this shopping center nearby, and they just put in um, this like it's really just like a strip of green or of um, astroturf. No, it's not astroturf. It's like artificial grass. It's like a green space, so it's like this nice little like lawn. Um, but the boys really love it, and Jack really always wants to take his shoes off there, I mean, and we he, always give in. But he he'll be like, so we'll be much. like doing something completely different, and we'll be like, do you want to go to the grass and take off your shoes? And he'll be like, definitely, I'm in. Let's yeah, do that. No doubt about it. So um, I walked the boys there, and um, they each brought a ball. Blaze, <laughs> Blaze brought a football, and Jack brought a basketball, I think. Yeah. And Blaze just kicked. He didn't throw the football around. He just kicked it around the grass the whole time. <laughs> But um, Jack wanted me to play some silly game with him um, where he, it was really, okay, the rules were very specific and hard to achieve. He wanted me to throw it to him, but I try to catch it from him after I throw it. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so there's a lot of like throwing it up in the air and like getting to it before he did. Um, but he thought it was so funny. And like at first I was like, no, I just want to sit here. You guys play. But then he like kept asking me and so I started doing it. And like at first I was a self, like a little self-conscious because, um, the shorts I was wearing was a little short. So, like, if I, like, rolled around the grass, like, you're seeing most of my thigh. <laughs> and it's, like, kind of a cool hip area, so I didn't want to be that dad with the shorts are too short. That guy. Yeah. Anyway, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just having fun with them. And so we started playing a game, and they were, like, squealing, laughing, and just really having a good time. Um, and at one point, I was just like, you know what? I'll just have fun with them because that's what we do and you know i'm not too cool to just have fun with them in and out like a public space mm-hmm. um and i think that's a really good witness to just family life and being a good parent and you know showing that like your kids are the priority mm-hmm. like it's an example of someone saying hey i'm doing this for another person mm-hmm. um you know because a lot of times when your kids are out in public it's like don't like Let's be quiet. Let's not bother anyone. That kind of thing. Which, in most cases, um, people are going to either enjoy seeing your kids playing, or they're not going to care that much if mm-hmm. they're like making noise and running around outside. Except for that girl. Who- Except for that one girl who was like, <laughs> we a while ago we were there, and there's just one girl sitting in a chair, and, like the ball kept like rolling over to her, and like or like Jack like ran by her, and she was like, like brace herself, like she was gonna. He was gonna knock into her. Okay, to her credit, Blaze did well, throw his hand back in front of, like, oh, right yeah, in she front thought, of her. She did think he was gonna throw it in her face, which he could have done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a phone ball. It's yeah. okay. But yeah, I don't think she was a fan. But everyone else, everyone totally else, on, yeah, totally on board. Yeah, and Blaze told everyone he was playing football. He would just walk up to them and say, "I play football," because <laughs> he can't pronounce like half of his letters. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's those kinds of things too that are so small, but they're just and they're within the nature of our family culture. Mm-hmm. That um, yeah, if the kids ask us to do something within reason, within reason, we'll get up and do it if they want to do it. You yeah. know, like um, and I think that that's really beautiful, and I think that people pick people do pick up on that because, like, when we're out at the playground or something, a lot of moms will say that to me, or I've had a little bit like of a. Not set back with it, but like a downside of it that's been frustrating to me, but I have to just stick through it, is that I'll be like talking to moms who are more dismissive of their, their kids and not want to play with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I won't get to talk to them hardly at all because I'll have to run <laughs> and play with the boys instead of talk to them. But I mm-hmm. think that, that they see that. Yeah. 
And they realize, like, I'm sacrificing conversation with them to play with the boys. Yeah. But um, I think, too, like, within that uh, witness that I have, like, with my mom friends, there are a lot of times where they're, like, talking about their husbands and how their husbands don't know what they're doing with the kids or how, you know, this, this, and that, and um, how much of a pain their husbands are. Where I'm like, my husband is, like, so great. Sorry, could you speak up into the <laughs> microphone a little bit so we can record this for but we are posterity? But e- we are equals in this marriage. And, um, yeah, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because I heard someone, maybe maybe I read a headline, didn't read the article, and presume oh. what I was going to say. Oh. But, but the idea of, like, marriages being, like, equal or equal partnership isn't necessarily... Um, productive because in some cases it's just if something needs to be done it gets done it's not like we'll split things up evenly like it might be like i have to do everything one day and you have to do everything another day mm-hmm. um and i feel like that's a more productive yeah model of it yeah but like the um i didn't mean to like yeah nitpick that but, was just interesting. but just you and you saying that it made me think of uh, some people may think of like um like an equal partnership in a marriage being like you split everything up, but it's like, no, you both work together to get things done, whether or not the load is equal that day. Well, we complement each other. Yeah. Um, in the, like, I have to do a lot of work at home, you know, after the kids are in, in bed or whatever. And you pick up where I can't do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're doing a lot of house chores in the evenings. That's just the way that it is. But like a lot of women wouldn't be able to do what I do from home because their husband's wouldn't clean up, like, wouldn't do those chores. So they would feel all that burden Yeah. during other times. But all that to say, like, our marriage is being a witness at those times when I'm like, I don't say either, like, wow, your husband stinks. My husband's the <laughs> best, you know? But I do, I, like, today I was at the playground and was able to say, Daniel had the boys all morning because I had jury duty, um, and now he's at home making us dinner. Like, mm-hmm. that's why he's not here kind of thing. And my friend was like, oh, that's really nice of him to do that for you. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, just a way that our marriage can. Well, that's something when you had, um, like, told me about this topic, I initially thought kind of what we've been talking about. Like, oh, like, as a family, other people see us as a family and that, you know, is a model for them. But within the past couple of days, I've been thinking about how being married to you and, you know, having our family here you know, being a part of our family, I'm much more myself with our family and with you than I am as an individual. Mm. So like, not only is our family an example and a witness, but I'm able to better be myself and to be a better person within our family and Mm. to be able to, you know, sacrifice things for you to put you and the boys first. Um, That comes through a lot more within our family context than me as an individual. Mm. You know, like at work, I can't necessarily do someone like fold someone's laundry for them, you know, like there's just not, or, and they may, they wouldn't see me making that sacrifice or you making the sacrifice. You know, I could tell them like, yeah, you're at home working and watching the kids and doing all this and you're with the boys all day long. But it's, if someone just, you know, sees you out at a playground, they don't necessarily know that. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're able to, to live out our vocation in our marriage. That sounds kind of like reductive and simple, but I'm not able to 
live out my vocation without you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it speaks to the sacramentality of marriage that, Mm -hmm. like, in each other, we feel more free in the same way that with the Lord, we feel more free. Like, the Mm -hmm. closer we get to the Lord, the freer we become. And it's the same way in the, like, the closer that you and I become, the freer we become with each other. And then Mm -hmm. also in our separate spaces. Right. Like, in your office or... Yeah. And it's like whenever you see, like, people that I see all the time, like coworkers or friends that I see on, like, a daily or weekly basis, um, they look so much different when they're with their kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they become that person. They become that mom or that wife. And it's, like, just a totally different context because that's really where you belong and where you, you know, where you are fully yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just such a different thing. And... I think being able to see more of who someone is and, you know, why they are the way they are is, you know, a vehicle for evangelization, you know, mm-hmm. like you kind of, you understand who they are better by seeing them in that context. Yeah, definitely. That's where I, th- I think like a lot of like mom communities just kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, there's like a lot of women feel very lonely during motherhood, but um when you are in an area where there are like a lot of playgrounds and community areas, um, mom culture just happens because you see there's like an, there's kind of an intimacy created just by being like seeing other moms with their kids. You're getting to see Mm -hmm. them in a different level than you would if you would just see them in the grocery store. Right. You know, it's like a totally different dynamic. You know, what's kind of silly is that like you often hear people say, like, oh, that was me before kids or life before kids. Like, mm-hmm. that was somehow their authentic life, and now they're just, like, slogging through whatever this is, Aww. which is sad, but it's also very wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> me at my best, and, like, and I've, like, I always say this, is that I, I already know that the best thing I'm going to do in my life is my kids. Like, they're my greatest accomplishments already. Um, so before I had them, I didn't have this great accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I feel like I don't do anything productive or effective or anything really well outside of being with my kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm sure I do some, I'm sure there's something I do. (laughs) But like where I really shine is in my family and in being a father and a husband. And that's truly where your vocation is. And it's really, I feel, you know, much more myself now than I did in the past Mm. or, you know, looking back on it. Yeah. So, um, a week or so ago, um, I kind of was in a, oh my gosh, pit of despair just came, <laughs> just came to mind. Wow. It's weird. She digs it in the backyard, and then <laughs> I have to go out there with the flashlight and say, Holly, I'm out of the pit of despair. No, I was just in a really, like, not great spot. Um, some events happened during the day that, you know, Daniel and I just got into an argument through the day, and then I just had all of this. The boys were in really bad moods, and um, I just, I, like, had kind of a meltdown. And um, because I felt like I was not in control of the boys, and I wasn't doing a good job as a mom, and, like, couldn't couldn't handle all of this. Like, um, just was feeling a little bit in despair. And um, that night I talked to Daniel about it, and I put all these things on him, and, like, you know this, so, like... I was there. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah. Um, but, like, I have all of these. I, like, told him, like, I have all of these 
needs. Like, I need you to be telling me all the time. I, I don't want to make a joke out of it because I... Sometimes you do need to do those things. So <laughs> not, if I joke not... about it, you can't not do it. Okay, got um, it. I was like, I need you all the time to be telling me, like, you're a great mom. You're doing this in a really great way. You are a great mom because of this. Or you are a great woman because of this. Um, and trying to, to, to tell me all of those things that I, like, questioned about myself. I was like, Daniel, you need... I, like, I need you to be telling me these things more often. I need you to communicate that love for me because that is what I need from you. Um, and, you know, we talked through a lot of things and um, talked about, like, I can't... I'm trying to synopsize this well. Is that a mm-hmm. word? Synopsize? Cyclopsize. <laughs> Bring it all into one eyeball. <laughs> But I was telling him all of these things because, like, I, I have, like, a real issue with self-confidence. And, um, and I've realized in that conversation, there is, like, a point in, in it. We, like, separated for a little bit to, like, cool off. And then when we came back, um, and you said, like, I want you to rethink some of the things that you said. Which, is, which sounds which, reasonable. <laughs> um. And I said, like, what you don't understand is that I need these things from you. And I said, I I feel so weak in asking you for these things, but I need them. And one of the key points for me was that you said one thing that I would, like, one way that you could love me is by waking, like, if you go downstairs in the morning first, make me coffee. That's all I want. <laughs> but, guys, I never do it. I never, ever, ever do it. And Daniel said, but I just know that you don't do that because you don't remember. And it's okay. And I've come to, I, like, come to peace with that. And it's fine. Could I, so I don't sound like. Oh, just, am I painting a bad picture? No, they're like, I need my coffee in the morning. <laughs> I was, and Holly and I, like, it's one of these things we learn, then we forget, and then we have to relearn it, is that we, Holly responds more to sort of verbal affirmation, like me telling her I love her and what I love about her. And I respond much more to sort of action, like. For me, if I want to show Holly I care about her, I'll say, hey, you, like, go read or go upstairs and lay down. I'll give the boys lunch and put them down for naps or, like, go, like, go on a walk. I'll give them dinner and put them to bed. And, like, for me, an action is more significant than just saying something because it's easy to just say something. Hey, I really appreciate you. And, like, not that I think that's not genuine, but, like. It's just not your nature. You got to put, like, for me, giving up time and, like, doing something for someone else is, like really how you show someone that you care about them. So that's why I was saying yeah. something like making sure, you know, like making effort, like, oh, then the coffee will be ready when mm-hmm. Daniel comes downstairs. Then. Right. Um, but, you know, just a little side note. Today, Daniel is a super dad and took care of the boys for the morning for me to have jury duty and then made us dinner while I was out at the playground with them while he was doing work. And I went and got him ice cream afterwards. So I'm doing it. I did I didn't make him coffee this morning, but I did get him ice cream tonight. But That's all I need is food and coffee. <laughs> ice cream and coffee. Ice cream. <laughs> but um but I was telling like I was like in or okay, so you said um that you don't you've just come to peace with the fact that that's not totally my nature and you don't hold it against me for not uh, giving you coffee. And you will try to give me more verbal aff- affirmations, but I can't 
be so reliant on your affirmations to like survive. And that like hit me really hard and I take a really long time to process things. And so I've still been processing it, but I realized that in like a lot of my issues, like a lot of my issues come from this need of validation because I, I think that I'm doing a great job of being a mom, but I need someone else to tell me that. And there'll be times throughout the day where I will think like, or I'll be making something or, um, you know, doing work and like, man, I'm doing a really good job at this. Like, this is great. But that will mean nothing to me until someone else tells me that to my face. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is like, those are words from the Lord, like telling me right in that moment, hey, this is really good. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Or like in those moments with the kids, like you're being a great mom, you're doing this, this and that or whatever. And I have always pushed those away and said, like, if a person doesn't say that to me, then it's nothing. It's mm-hmm. just my own ego or whatever. But since then, since like embracing those little blips that come into my mind, I felt so free. <laughs> it's been so weird. And that I've been like searching for this for so long. And it's, and I've all, you know, you always hear like, you can't rely on a person to complete you or, you know, cause people can fall into that. Mm-hmm. Um, lie in in marriage especially but like I knew of course everything comes from the Lord but I just didn't see it in like my own in this issue of mine yeah but so just in that little like that that situation that could only happen in marriage Mm -hmm. has completely like revitalized my whole life and especially like how I am with other moms and in my like relationship with other people because finally for once I'm not waiting for people to tell me how great I am I just want to like like chat and listen like i've always had such a hard time i'm a talker (laughs) (laughs) i just like i'll just talk someone's ear off and i will forget that like they're another person that wants to have a conversation with me and like they don't want me just to talk at them the whole time and i've been such better i'm you know still struggling but i've been a better listener yeah because of that because i've been like I haven't been looking for that. Like I haven't been telling them everything that I can. So they would tell me how great I am. Mm-hmm. That's just what the fact of the matter <laughs> is that that's what I was wanting to hear, mm-hmm. but it was really groundbreaking for me. And I just love how that kind of reiterates what we're saying about how marriage can really make you feel freer. Right. And how that can lead me to be free enough to love other people and bring them into the Lord. And that I can feel this like fulfillment from the Lord, but, growing in the Lord so much within our marriage that they could coming come to know the Lord more. Yeah. Like it, it kind of like, um, we're at the world meeting of families, Bishop, when Bishop Barron gave a talk, he used an analogy of, um, golf and like learning proper golf technique. It's you're learning all the right rules so you can be free to play it well. Mm-hmm. And he's saying how, like, that's how kind of, you know, what church teaching is and what the gospel does is it kind of, frees you to be your fullest self like it gives you the parameters and if you live within those you're, you have the freedom to to live mm-hmm. life um and i think marriage a successful marriage builds up the spouses so that they can then be free with those around them you know as the full you know the best versions of themselves they're you know filled with you know love and grace and they're able to kind of go out mm-hmm. you know um as disciples mm-hmm. as a you know family unit of disciples but also as individuals as part of a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and something else that came from the conversation that you and I had um, when you were in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into <laughs> the pit. 
We're rewatching Parks and Recreation. Right now, we're really excited. We just watched the the episode where they debut the pit song. If you don't, if you haven't watched the show, you have no idea what we're talking about. But you should because it's really awesome. Is that in the same in the same sense that I I understand people to appreciate me when they're able to like not do something for me, but like express their appreciation through an action. Um, I get a lot of consolation just from the boys being great. Yeah. Like when they're playing with one another and they're doing a really good job or blaze does something like even something really simple, like going up to Jack to like ask him a question. And he always like leans over a little bit and kind of like tilts his head and like, Mm -hmm. do you want to play with this Jack? It's the cutest. Um, is that like for me that's that validates me as a parent like mm-hmm. these are really great kids and they're really sweet so we must be doing something right with them um but that does i don't know like you could be having like a crappy day at work or a crappy stretch at work or trouble with friends or something outside the family but knowing that you can come back to your family and like kind of be rejuvenated and strengthened and validated and mm-hmm. kind of reminded of what really matters um, it's kind of like a little energy boost, you know, mm-hmm. on the weekend or in the evenings to keep you going, um, it's throughout like, the rest of it. Um, Blaze, we always joke whenever we're at the playground that Jack is like a golden or a lab, what is it? What? Go- golden lab dog. <laughs> <laughs> a golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> or a lab, I guess would be a It could be a yellow like lab. Like puppy. Yeah. Uh, who just runs around the, the <laughs> playground, just like bouncing off the walls, going crazy. He'll doesn't, sometimes literally just run laps around the yeah, playground. Yeah, doesn't care if anyone's playing with him, but <laughs> if, if you're playing with him, he's so excited. Um, and plays is more like a bulldog. <laughs> he just wants to like eat his food, hang <laughs> out by his owner. Might be wagging his tail, just watching everyone yeah, else. Yeah, just watching everyone else. But um, he always says these things that I call recharge, where he'll like run back to us and just like sit with us for a minute. And then go back out and play. <laughs> and he just, like, wants to come sit. Like, he'll want to sit on my lap for, like, literally two minutes. And then you just, okay, going to go back out and play. And I call him recharges. But it's exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Like, yeah. just coming back to the family for a little recharge. Mm-hmm. And then going going back out. And I think what we need to, to verbalize is that, um, like, all of this, it's not just within our marriage. This The entire, like, source of all of this is only through Jesus and right. working with us right. within the sacrament of marriage. And that is the beauty of marriage as a sacrament, that God works within it to give us all of these graces to share with others mm-hmm. and to bring, uh, like, all, all of us closer to him. And it's just so beautiful to see it happen. Yeah. You know, you can hear about it, like, or read it on paper, and it sounds really great in theology or whatever. But then to see it actually happen and to see the fruit from it is really great. And I'm just really excited. <laughs> I like to, it's, people always say, like, I can't wait to see what the Lord does with you. But, mm-hmm. like, the Lord's going to do whatever, like, he could do big things mm-hmm. through us, just through our little st- stinking family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Who you knows? Know, I mean, or nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So time will tell. <laughs> you never know. But I just love it. That yeah. We can it's just really, put it all up to him. Right. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's really been beautiful. And I think as our family is growing and as our kids are getting older, um, we're able to see it more and more. And as we go through difficult times and joyful times, we're, we're constantly learning kind of the wisdom of the church, like the beauty of the sacraments and the teaching of the church and, 
kind of um, the very real grace that comes from the sacrament of marriage and from family life. And it's, um, I don't know, it's really edifying and rejuvenating. Like I've felt really great. Like the past few, I mean, the boys have been, you know, know, but even when the boys aren't behaving well, they're still like, we're, it's been very easy for us to find joy in little things, which I think is kind of, um, you know, a, a really good sign of being on the, the right track spiritually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we're not looking for the big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we'll keep it, we'll keep the, the joy train rolling right on into summer. Yeah. And we're going to. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the summer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say. You weren't hooked by now. (laughs) You are now. No, I was going to say that we're going to try to podcast better, but we always say that. And then we're doing a great job. We're doing fine. Like, we've been consistent to a month. We've been trying to to do a little more. And we we tried to do more frequently this month, but it was Mm -hmm. like things happened that day. We couldn't do it. Yeah. It really was like that day. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, If you have any feedback, any questions, if you're a new listener and you just want to say hi, feel free to email us at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Like us on Facebook. Um, And most importantly, please pray for us and know that we are praying for you. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.